Good afternoon. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Chris Kostich. Alongside me, Justin Tucker. As we got we got ourselves a pretty solid Friday schedule. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Bills beating Tampa. Good little get-right game for the Bills last night. They won 28-14. Also going to do a little Week 8 preview as well as a little tread... Uh, trade deadline preview as well uh but for starters we're gonna start with the bills beating the bucks last night 28 14 definitely a good little definitely a good little get right game for the bills after some tough losses that they uh that they faced um josh allen had himself a really good game as well granny did have an interception which is another common theme that we like to talk about but other than that, 324 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs both had really good games as well. Nine catches, 87 yards for Davis. Stephon Diggs, nine catches, 70 yards. Throwing another, t- throwing a touchdown for Gabe Davis as well. Uh, Tuck, any real takeaways that you have from this game? Uh, the score is a lot closer than it was. I think it was 24-18. Yeah, it was 24-18. My fault. I. It's That's why I when I look when I looked at the game and I looked at the highlights, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not very impressed with the Bills right now. It kind of feels like this is a game where they they lost against the Patriots and they need to like reestablish them themselves as like I need like a decisive victory to make me feel all right. That and yet last week was a fluke. This week is more of what I see from the Bills. And to be honest, I think it's still the same old Bills. The issue is that I don't feel as confident as I did before. Because to be honest, the Bills of the past would have destroyed the the Bucks yesterday, and I don't feel that confident about them. Josh Allen, in certain aspects, I think he's regressed. I feel like this offense has taken a step back. I don't think the defense is as good as it once was. All in all, it's a good win, but they're going to struggle in the playoffs once they uh, find harder teams to face because the AFC is full of hard teams. So all in all, it's a good win for them because they need this one. But as far as performance, I think it left a lot to be desired. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, They're definitely, they're still going to make the playoffs, but it's, they're not going to make another, they're not going to make a deep run at all. I feel like their window is closing very quickly on them to say the least. Um, and part of me also feels like a lot of this has to do with the play calling switch to uh, Sean McDermott as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that Josh Allen mentioned when they made the switch was McDermott is a very aggressive play caller, which there's nothing wrong with. But when you also have an aggressive passer like Josh Allen, it probably won't go as well as you might want it to. Mm-hmm. Um on top of that, the entries on defense. I mean, the defense still looked good last night. It's not to say that it wasn't horrible, but for the way that the offense performed, you definitely would have thought that this would have been a higher or a larger deficit, to say the least. Yeah. 
don't know. I'm not. I'm not too down on on the Bills. It's just that when I look at the other teams in the AFC, it's it seems a lot more difficult for them than it would be like the Chiefs, the Ravens. What other teams? The Dolphins. When I look at those three teams, I'm like, okay, I believe those are the front runners. And then when I look at the Bills, I feel like they fall like fourth or fifth in the pecking order. And that wasn't always the case. I feel like if yeah. I feel like this is a win that they needed to have, but it was a, a win that wasn't as decisive that as I thought it would be coming off a loss to the, to the Patriots. So, man, they should not have – that was a game that they should have won, but they lost. And this is a game that they won, but they barely scraped by. And so I just feel like they need to look at themselves in the mirror, take this mini bye week that they have these 10 days, look at the offense, look at the defense, look at their all-around game and see, all right, where do we need to improve? Where do we need to evolve? And how do we get – how do we move forward from here? Yeah, they definitely need to use this, like I said, a mini bye week by any means necessary to get right. You know, the, you would have thought that this would have been their game to get back on the right path, but it seems like it's still kind of the same things going for them, same problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it they they suck right now, but I wouldn't say they're they're completely they're definitely an above average team, but. Like you said, compared to other teams in the conference, it's kind of hard to say that they're really going to make a run at this. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on, shout out the Buccaneers for the backdoor cover. The spread was at eight and a half. And they were able to get the touchdown late. So shout out to them. I uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Baker Mayfield. Uh, ba- Baker Mayfield actually had a pretty solid game before we really go forward. I mean – He's having a very underrated season, considering yeah, he what really, the expectations were. He really is. And I was about to say, I mean, if it wasn't for the Falcons and the Saints also not also being very average teams, the Bucs could probably sneak into the wild card. But that's if they wild can card. get themselves right against the Fal- – they, they lost to the Falcons by three, and they smacked around New Orleans uh, a couple weeks ago too. I feel like that's very doable, but yeah, I believe they could win the NFC South. So it wouldn't be a, like a wild card; it'd be of uh, a home game, even though they don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah, but they still those... get more. They could. We'll see what happens. But uh, all right, I moving on. <laughs> moving on to uh, week eight preview. No bye weeks this week which mm-hmm. kind of surprised me a little bit. You would have thought a couple teams would be on the bye, but nope. Yeah. Everyone's playing. Uh, so we'll start with the Pats Dolphins. Dolphins at nine and a half. There was, for some reason, they were all worried that Tyree Kill was going to be out for this week, but he's confirmed good to go. Um, it's, this could be an interesting one. And uh, I guess there are concerns that there could be rain in the forecast which might be better for the Patriots, try to play more of that physical brand. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Dolphins will still win, but I don't know if it's going to be by like nine and a half, ten points. 
but that's also that's also if the Patriots defense can perform uh the way they did uh last week against Buffalo. Yeah. Oh I here's the thing. I see I don't I see, know though. I don't know. I I don't know either. I, usually I'm like dolphins easily, but they always play each other tough and somehow, some way they usually split. So I'm trying to figure out like how am I supposed to look like pick here? Because the, the other the other through sorry, the other thing to note too, the Pats have yet to beat Tua. Yeah, which is crazy considering. Yeah. And I'm trying I I think at the end of the day I'm going to go with the Dolphins, but if the Patriots somehow pull this off, I wouldn't be shocked. If Mac Jones can continue to look the way he did yes uh, last week, oh, they'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. If the Patriots can continue to progress with this offense, which, again, I believe is the worst offense, but if they can look as good as they did last week against that Buffalo Bills defense, they will have a chance. That defense that the Patriots have will always give them a chance, but I believe Tua and the weapons that they have will somehow pull this out in the end. I think I'll take the Dolphins with the score of 24 Patriots 17. I think that's a fair score right there. I, th- I think that was the same score from uh, week two, actually. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a very fair score, though. You're, it's a very realistic score, to say the least. Yeah. Um, moving on. So if you haven't noticed, we're starting with the 1 o'clock games, by the way. Uh, so moving on. Cowboys at home against the Rams. Line is Dallas by six. Uh, the Rams are caught. The Rams are a weird team this year. Yeah, I think they're they're very average. They could definitely they're an average enough team where they could definitely lose to a bad team, but they're average enough to have a good game against a good team and maybe even almost beat them. And not saying that Dallas is going to be much of the world beaters that they probably could be, but. I'm definitely thinking that this is going to be a closer game than six points. If I was to be a betting man, I'd probably have Rams plus six. Um, I don't, I don't know. Cause here's the thing. Aren't the Cowboys coming off a bye? Oh yeah, you're right. Dallas is coming off the bye. So they're more refreshed. They're, they're getting healthy. They're repackaging or reloading. I I'm picking the Cowboys here. I think they're going to come out and dominate because I just don't trust the Rams right now. Aaron Donald, for some reason, isn't looking like the Aaron Donald of old. I do not trust their secondary in the back end because some of them are young and inexperienced. Other than some of them are just not good in at times. Their running game is non-existent. And I believe you're relying too much on Matthew Stafford to make everything work with Cooper Cup and the rookie that they have. I can't say his name for some reason. Yeah, Nakua. So I don't know. When I look at this team, it's like either Stafford or Bust, and that's what you got for the most part in Detroit. And to be honest, I'm I'm not liking the chances against the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak is going to have a really good game coming off a bye. He might throw an interception. He might not. I'm really not sure at this point. I think Tony Pollard is going to look very good against this defense. And all in all, I think the Cowboys pull away with this one after – they start to like score a touchdown in the third and start to pull away after a while. Yeah, and you also have to note too with uh, 
Kyron Williams being on IR as well. So the Rams are pretty shorthanded at the running back spot. So yeah. probably won't have a huge run game. They're probably going to have to depend more on getting the ball to Cup or Nakua or even uh, Tutu Atwell. Yeah. So I like I the Cowboys are definitely going to win, but I think the Rams, if they can get going on offense early, they could definitely keep it close. Um, yeah. Moving on. Vikings Packers Packers at home. This one Ooh. is going to be a cold one. Weather is looking like 38, some rain. Vikings spread is, or the spreads at Vikings by one and a half. I'm definitely taking the Vikings on this, but it's gonna it's I don't gonna know be an ugly game. Take on this, to be honest, because at the one hand, there's there's been flashes with the. Pa- Packers, where it's like okay, they could they could be a dominant team in the NFC, but and and then the other hand, I've seen things where it's like okay, why are you losing to Atlanta? <laughs> this is not okay. And then when I look at the the Vikings, it's like okay, I didn't think you were going to be dominant when you came out, but I thought you were going to be a little bit better. And then all of a sudden, they beat the 49ers. Granted, the 49ers are going off of a two week skid. Or a two-week losing streak now, but I didn't think they were going to be. I didn't think the Vikings were going to beat the 49ers. And no so now, does. when I look at this, it's like, ooh, I want to pick the Vikings now, but I'm not sure if they're capable of beating Green Bay, which is strange considering. Hopefully, Jordan Love has a good game for the Packers, but all in all, I think if I have to look at it, I'm picking the Vikings by like a field goal at the end of the game. But but it's going to be a super close game. Yeah. I- it's definitely going to be close. And like I said, weather pending, it's just going to be a, an absolute slugfest. And Jordan Addison had a great breakout game on Monday night too. But yeah. you wonder if he's going to have the same production with uh, Jair Alexander on him too. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an interesting matchup to watch, considering they don't oh, have yeah. Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. That's that's definitely going to be a game to really pay attention to. Um Falcons, Titans, Titans at home, Falcons spread at two and a half. Um, I'm, I would probably take the Falcons on this, but not to say that the Titans could definitely pull out a win on this game too, but I don't know. The Titans defense just not good at all. Falcons are, I think the Falcons are overall pretty solid team if it wasn't for their coaching. And their quarterback. Yeah. But even even Ritter, though, even Desmond Ritter hasn't even had that bad of a season. He's had probably like two bad games, I would yeah. say. But I think that this – and we were just talking about it with Tampa, too. I mean, this team could definitely have a chance to win the division. And right now – and I'm pretty sure the preseason – I think they were the preseason favorites to win the division, right? Something like that. But, but again, it was the NFC South, so it was kind of like a pick yeah. yeah. You just flip a coin on that. When I look at this game, I feel like if the Falcons can't run the ball with Bijan Robinson, I think it's going to be a struggle. Because Jeffrey Simmons on the Tennessee Titans will make sure that it's going to be very difficult to run the ball on Tennessee. So you're basically going to have to ask Desmond Ritter to win this game for you by passing. It's capable because I do not trust Tennessee secondary, but you would have to ask Desmond to like step up as a quarterback. 
and I'm not sure he's capable at this time. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's capable. There, there's been a few games already that he's had to throw for at least over 30 to 35 times. So the game against Green Bay where they won, he went 19 for 32 to 237. Uh, the next week, he threw 38 times where they lost to the Lions. That wasn't as good of a game. Uh, 21 for 38, 201 times. Uh, when they went to when they played Jacksonville, they lost 23 to 7, 19 for 31, two interceptions. The next week against Houston, threw for 37 times. That was like his huge, I'd say, a breakout game since he had 329 yards, big win against Houston, had a touchdown. And then the next week against Washington was when he had the three interception game. Yeah. Um, but besides that, you're looking at one and oh, one and one, one and two, uh, two and two, two and three, when they've had to have Desmond Ritter throw the ball over 30 times. And that's also if they even give the damn ball to B. John Robinson, too. I don't know what's going on with with that i'm not sure if he if he was sick or if he was injured i don't know what it was but i prom i hope it wasn't because we just didn't want to give him the ball i hope yeah. that's not the case like maybe he's in the doghouse or something maybe i don't know he shouldn't be in the doghouse that early he's their franchise pick at number eight overall they shouldn't be treating him like this if that is the case no no i definitely agree with that it i don't know you you have a guy that's your eighth overall pick and he's just running wheels right now. Just mm -hmm. you got to keep feeding him the damn ball. Give him some confidence. He's like your best weapon on the offensive side of the ball. And you're saying, I only want to give him one touch with the ball. That's insane to me. If that is the case, if he's yeah. injured, I'm like, okay, that's understandable. If he's not, it's like you guys just didn't want to win. Yeah. It's easily the case there. Um, I'd next up, uh, Saints Colts Saints by one point. This is this is definitely a rubber match right here. This could, I think, this is going to be a good game. I think, yeah, that's this, be is, this is going to be a flip a coin and take a pick type of game right here. Uh, Gardner Minshew still a pretty solid court. The problem is his starter, his record as a starter is not good. Granted, it's most not. of that time was when he was with Jacksonville, but even when he was with Philly last year for those two starts when Jalen was hurt, he yeah. still lost both starts. The first game was against the Cowboys, so that's understandable. I believe the second game was against the Saints. Yeah, he shouldn't have lost that game, if I'm right. The Cowboys, he, he did good, and it's just he threw a pick, a horrendous pick at the time. And the yeah, other that's the thing. And that's the thing. Gardner Minshew isn't that bad of a quarterback. You know, mm -hmm. you could definitely rely on him to be a starter. But yeah. that's the thing is you can rely on him to be a starter in a backup role and not like a full-time starter role. Mm -hmm. that, that's the issue. But when he starts, he makes things happen. I don't know how he does it, but he makes things happen on the football field that he shouldn't be able to do. Yeah. Just when you think he's about to get sacked, he escapes and throws a completion. But when I look at these teams and I look at the Saints, I'm not sure if they'll have Chris Olave because of 
the incident that he got into. So when I mm. hear about that, I think that the I think the Colts are going to win because the Saints don't have as much firepower anymore because of what's going on with them. Yeah, and speaking of which, too, I mean, the Saints also took a, that loss to the Jaguars, 31-24. to 20. Both teams are coming off of pretty wild losses, to say the least. Obviously, oh, the Colts man. against the Browns, 39-38. Uh, Saints know. losing to the Jags last Thursday night um, on a, and a game that probably should have gone to overtime if uh, – Foster Moreau made the catch in the corner of the end zone. He was so hurt. So open. So open. open. He drops it, and it hurts. You can't watch that without feeling bad for him. I know. it's That's one of the worst feelings in the world is just absolutely selling on one of the – probably the easiest play of his career probably would have been the easiest touchdown of his career. Um, But – Regardless, if you were to if you were to take a pick, who would you pick? I guess I'd pick the Colts. Me personally, yeah. I'd pick the Colts. I would too. Um, moving on, the MetLife Bowl, Jets Giants, Jets by three. Um, this is just battle. Zach of the Wilson, movie. yeah, battle of the Met. Zach Wilson's been getting a little bit of heat recently because he spent the bye week with uh, going on a vacation with his girlfriend to Utah. Going apple picking, going to pumpkin patches. They need to leave him alone. <laughs> they need to leave this man alone. I get that he isn't the quarterback that you guys wanted to start the season off with, but this is who you've got. Get over it. <laughs> leave him alone. If he wants to take some time out to deal with his girlfriend or to have fun with his girlfriend on vacation, let him do that. Yeah, don't <laughs> need to micromanage him every step of the way. Oh man, uh, Giants though. Tyrod Taylor. I I'm still a big Tyrod Taylor guy, but yes. it's there's nothing nothing has changed about this Giants offense. It's more just the defense has turned it up that yeah. extra notch and has actually shown up and given the team a chance to win in back to back weeks. Now, you know, back to back weeks they've held their opponents to or so. Last Sunday night, or week six yeah. Sunday night against the, against the Bills, Bills, only gave up 14 points. And then this past week, only gave up seven to the Commanders. And they got mm-hmm. Sam Howell very, a lot and often. Six sacks against Sam Howell. And even the Bills game, it seemed like every single time that Josh Allen dropped back to pass, he had to escape the pocket. And he wasn't very comfortable throwing the ball in a lot of situations. So I'd say that it's going to be another kind of slugfest and it's going to depend on what, obviously it's going to depend on which defense holds up because the Jets defense, obviously we know that the Jets defense is a very solid defense and the Giants have started to get up to that extra tier. So maybe it's going to be one of those who's going to crack first type of games. Yeah, that's... When I look at the Giants, I'm not going to – for some reason, they just feel a lot better. Like, for some reason, they like Tyrod Taylor under center. I think he brings, like, that calm leadership that he's had with the Bills over to here. I think he's a reliable starter. I think just week one, it was just his first start. I think he'll be much better. I'm not sure how much better he'll be than Danny Dimes, but 
We'll see. I believe that the Jets need this need this one right now in, in order to see if they can hope to still make the playoffs. I think this is a much win for each team. I'm not sure who's going to win because both their defenses are pretty pretty good, to say the least. I, I think I'd have to look at the quarterbacks, and I trust Tyrod Taylor more than I trust Zach Wilson. <laughs> That's that's not that's not a bad thing to say. I it's I could not, I could easily say not. the same thing. And I'm trying to figure. I'm like I'm trying to understand why I feel this way. I just do, and so I'm gonna have to pick the Giants. I think that if the Jets won, I wouldn't be surprised. But this is just such a defensive battle. I don't know who I who's going to win this one because I'm I do not trust each of these offenses right now. Yeah, That's a shame I mean, the weapons. yeah, and they also had the extra break to kind of get themselves right after the bye week too. Um, I mean, mm. seems like they should be good to go. Michael Carter's still questionable. Uh, Justin Hardy's still on IR though, uh, so maybe you get Michael Carter uh, this week. But I don't know. It it could potentially be the same thing for it could potentially end up being that the Jets could be shorthanded in the secondary again. Uh, granted, they will still have Sauce Gardner, but who knows? Uh, moving on to Jaguars, Steelers. This is a, I think this has potential to be a, a good game as well. Jaguars, two and a half, but both teams coming off really good wins, especially the Steelers against the Rams. Both teams have. Hmm? Don't say anything about the Steelers. <laughs> Look, here's the thing: I I'm not that big of a Steelers guy, but but you got to face the facts. It's now that you got Deontay Johnson back in the lineup. The the Steelers defense is still a solid defense by every mean and the Jaguars defense is starting to ramp it up a little bit too. They're starting to show off that they got some good pieces. And so the Steelers getting back Deontay Johnson is great for the offense. Cause that opens it up a little bit more. You can get George Pickens to get some more space again. And I don't know. It's I'm, I'm definitely picking the Jaguars. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers were to make it a three-point game, at the very least a one-score game. I don't think we should knock the Steelers completely just yet. For some reason, it's going to be one of those games where I feel like Jacksonville should win this game because I trust their offense a lot more than I trust the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense. I don't know how they keep getting away with these wins. I'm actually quite furious about that. Because that <laughs> offense is terrible under Matt Canada, and I really do believe it's just Kenny Pickett willing this team to victories with his play calling. When I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think they're starting to gain momentum, and I really do think that they're starting to take steps in the right direction as to like have a command lead in the AFC South. I believe that this is going to be a very close game because that Steelers defense is very impressive with TJ Watt at the helm and Highsmith on the other side. Oh, yeah. And all in all, I think 
the Jags will pull it off, but I swear to you, if these Steelers keep getting away with these nonsense victories, I'm going to be <laughs> I need them to start losing out in order to gain traction in the AFC North. Yeah. We're, we're ahead, but it's only because the Steelers have a bye, and it pisses me off, and I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. Oh, man. Um, two, two more games on the on the 1 o'clock slate. Eagles, Commanders. Uh, Eagles winning that. Eagles winning it. I don't see this being a repeat Close. of the first matchup at all. Um, hell, you might see the Commanders put up a better game than they put up against the Giants last week, but I don't it know. Y'all it shouldn't be, and the Eagles also got uh, Bayard coming back as well, fleecing all-time fleecing of the Titans as well. Yeah. Um, maybe we see I, a big game out of Bay- is Bayard playing this week? I think he is playing. I don't see a reason why not. I think he's capable of learning that defense. I'm not sure he'll play all the snaps that he usually would, but I think he'll get some snaps in. It's a pretty similar deep. It. It's basically the same defense, though, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So I think it's just like signal signaling and calls. Yeah. Because they I mean, might call like... things differently than what Tennessee would. So I think it's just a matter of that. But all in and all, chemistry. I think... True. But I don't think he's necessarily needed because the line for the commanders is abysmal. I think Sam Howell was on pace for like 90-something sacks this year. Yeah, he and is. And he's in the Eagles, so I think that – that rate is going to go up to like a hundred because <laughs> their front <laughs> seven is ridiculously talented. So well, yeah, they're going to he gets, How many times do you get sacked the first game? It was, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. In the first meeting between these two teams, Sam Howell got sacked five times. Yep. I'm taking the, I'm taking, I might take the under, but it'll probably be four sacks. Yeah, it's gonna be at least four, maybe five sacks. Might have it might be six if a lineman gets injured. <laughs> oh man. So last game in the one one o'clock slate, Texans Panthers that Oh Texans are winning I that. that. I want to see that. The spread is Houston by three. It's in Carolina though. I believe Carolina could win this. Are they going to is the question. I'd say no. No. I think C.J. Stroud is just playing better right now than Sean. So I think he'll get the nod over over the Panthers. But that Panthers defense is not to be underestimated. So it's, it's going to be a real nice battle, and I kind of want to see that one. Damn, but it's a 1 o'clock game, so I can't see it. <laughs> for one o'clock games uh so we'll take a quick break uh when we come back we'll go through the four o'clock afternoon slate games here on the fumble ruski podcast Way down the field, the Wildcats! 
You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power 818 Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. Chris Gostich, Justin Tucker. We move on to the 4 o'clock games. First one on the list, Browns-Seahawks. Both teams, well, Browns coming off. We were just talking about this with the Colts. Browns coming off a huge win, 39-38. Uh, Seahawks coming off of a 20-10 win against the Cardinals. Chris, you still there? Sorry about the technical difficulties there. Laptop just died. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can you hear me? So we were on. What were we on? We Seahawks. were on Brown Seahawks. Um, yep. So, geez, I don't even remember what, what I was even going on about. I was too worried about getting about my chart. The- you were talking about the victory that the Browns had, and you were talking about the victory that the Seahawks had. Yeah. Um, Seahawks still have a good defense. I think this is going to be the uh, – Deshaun Watson's going to be out this week again. Um, I I just think that this P.J. Walker run is going to end this week against the Seahawks. <laughs> Excuse me. But mm-hmm. that's how I look at it as. I see it as – the Seahawks just being a better overall team. I I like their secondary, especially Devin Witherspoon. He he looks very good. He looks very good. Yeah. I see that their offense is just playing at an overall better, even despite the 39 points that the Cleveland Browns put up. Yeah. Which is amazing to me. I just man, what a game. Uh I just think overall they're just in a better state right now considering that they're they have a better quarterback at the helm than the browns do i think that they have more stability to work with because i don't understand what's going on with deshaun watson in his situation i think it's just a 
I think it's a shoulder injury, but it might look like he might be out for the season at the rate they're going, which is unfortunate considering the amount of money they're paying him. I know. It's it's easy to say you might as well just dump him, but no, like I said, he's no. getting paid so much damn money that you can't really afford that. You got to keep him. They have to keep him. Otherwise, they're eating millions and millions of dollars each year, so they can't just get rid of him. Yeah. Ah, uh, jeez. That's just such a stupid scenario that the Browns put themselves in. They did it to themselves. I have no sympathy for them. Now that they don't have their franchise quarterback, and now that they have to rely on others, it's basically incumbent on that defense to be lights out every week. And I don't think they'll be lights out against the Seahawks. I think they're going to get theirs, but I think the Seahawks will get more. I think the score will be indicative of that. I think it's going to be like, 20, 20, 21, 17 Seahawks. I think that's, I think a, that's a good score. score. That that would make the Seahawks cover the spread. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs by seven. Uh, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs all day. I don't As think we really pick. need to say much about that. Yeah, that's too easy to pick. I don't trust the Broncos at all. No. And the Chiefs. I mean, granted, it is at Denver, and uh, usually the Broncos give Mahomes a pretty good game in Denver for the most part. But uh, it's I don't I know. I don't see it. I don't see it either. All right, now for the team you or the game you've been waiting for: Ravens Cardinals. Ravens by nine and a half. Uh, I think we cover. Yeah. I, I could definitely see this being a first half game. The Cardinals are a really good first half team, but then they mm-hmm. were they remember that they suck and they're supposed to be a top five pick, so then they just fall apart in the second half. On top of that, Kyler Murray's still not back. James Connor's out. Uh, yeah. There's one other player that's out, I think. Can't think of it. Oh, Zach Ertz is out too. That's another Ooh. one. Another Two huge losses on the offensive end. Lamar Jackson, 16-1 and against NFC teams. Yep, and we want to keep that going. And unfortunately for the Cardinals, it has to be them this week. So I think it's going to be pretty – I think it's going to be a decent first quarter, but I think the game is just going to pull away from them rather quickly. Our defense yeah. is probably our most underrated aspect of us right now considering what our offense did last week. But our defense is – arguably the best in the league. So I think the Cardinals are going to struggle from that standpoint. And then the offense is clicking right now. And I think they're going to carry that momentum into this week. And I think they're going to continue to dominate. And so I don't think it's going to be a fairly close game, but I think the Ravens are going to win this pretty easily. Well, not easily, but it's going to be a very difference in score. Yeah. Um, there was another stat that I saw too. Um, so the Ravens have only given up seven touchdowns so far this year. Yep. You want to know the defense that gave up this many touchdowns through this many weeks? Who? Oh. Two thousand Ravens that won the yep. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's we looking we looking good. We looking all right. It's, yeah. It's still a work in progress, but we still got to. You know, I don't want. I don't want us to talk about that defense just yet until we actually, you know, get to the playoffs and start seeing what it looks like. I don't want to talk about it like that. 
We're good defense, <laughs> but we ain't 2000 Ravens good yet. No, no, no one will be that 2000s defense. That that was too good of a defense. Yeah. Um, this one's going to be a weird one. Bengals 49ers. This is the last game on the four o'clock slate um, that we have here. San Fran oh. by four. I no Brock Purdy. I, do you trust Sam Darnold as your quarterback? I don't know because you don't even have Debo Samuel out there too. CMC's got a oblique injury that he's dealing with, and he's probably going to play with that. Yeah. It. The 49ers are a really beat-up team right now and mm-hmm. very vulnerable. I, I could definitely see the Bengals squeaking one out here. I could see it too. I could see it, and I don't want them to. I would need the 49ers to win this game. But if I had to pick, I'm picking the 49ers. I just think, I mean, not the 49ers. I'm picking the Bengals because I think they're more healthy at the moment in time. I think Brock Purdy missing is going to have a huge impact on them. And Debo Samuel missing sucks for fantasy for me, but I think it it hurts them even more. So, I don't know. I think that the, the Bengals squeeze this one out. But I think it's going to be a pretty close game because of that 49ers defense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, even with all the struggles on the Bengals' offensive side, uh, I I kind of just hope that they try to get Mixon involved more. Uh, that's a huge thing that they've been lacking as a run game. So maybe they get Mixon more involved, but it it's 49ers' defense is so tough that you kind of just have to go with what – go with the flow of what works at that point. Um, Sunday night game, Chargers Bears, Chargers by eight and a half. How did they how did the Bears finesse themselves into a Sunday night game? How the I I know it, this that never mind the Chargers. What about the freaking Bears? Oh my god. I can't believe the amount of primetime games the Bears even have. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it, but hey we don't make the rules here. Otherwise, like how did this? How did the schedule makers think that the Bears were going to be any better than last year? Oh, they got DJ Moore, and now Justin Fields has a target. What about the rest of the team? Congrats! Now you have a really bad team controlling your primetime games, and that's what all of America is going to see of your product. Great job, guys! Fantastic uh, news. They. This is like this is what makes people want the NFL to start flexing more games and not the games that are in the last three weeks of the season. Yes. I hate when they start flexing games at the end of the season. It, it, Especially if you're a team that's on the fringe of making the playoffs like we are on occasion. They'll flex us to primetime games just to make it more dramatic. And I'm like, stop doing that. <laughs> uh, but uh. I don't know how they continue to finesse themselves into it, but I think I think the Chargers are just going to flat out win this one. And usually I don't even I where where do I begin? I just think the Bears are just in a bad spot right now, especially since uh, Justin Fields is injured right now. I'm not even sure if he's playing this week. Pretty sure he is. If he is, it it makes me feel a little bit better, but oh no, I still think I'll take that Char- that Chargers team over this Chicago Bears team. Yeah, I I think eight and a half might be a little too ridiculous, especially for 
how much the defense sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could, I would definitely do Bears plus eight and a half. I'm not, but I could see why someone would. And it's entirely possible that it happens. Um, I think it's more than likely that it happens that they only lose by one touchdown. But yeah. I don't um, know. That I, Chicago Bears defense isn't what it used to be. No, it really isn't. And Chargers are still – he's still got a dangerous weapon in Mike Williams, and Lord knows he's going to be covering him on that end too. Uh, yeah, they still got Monday night game – what were you going to say, Tuck? They still, uh, the Chargers still got Eckler, and they still got Keenan Allen, so they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Monday night game. Lions-Raiders. Lions by eight, and I think that's going to be that's what it is. Lions, Lions by about seven to ten. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think. Maybe even they more. Are looking for blood after what happened in Baltimore. I think they're looking for revenge. And I think they're going to get yep. it against this against this team. Yeah, this is well, to be honest, both teams are coming up. Both teams are coming off of really bad losses, actually, because the Raiders just got their lunch handed to them by Chicago last week. Yeah. Detroit just got their lunch handed to them by Baltimore. Both teams are looking to really make a statement here, especially on prime time. So yeah. I I could definitely see the rate. I obviously I think the Lions are gonna come out and win by seven to ten, maybe even fourteen. But it it's not to say that the Raiders are gonna be coming out and not fighting their way into a close game. Mm-hmm. I I see the Lions coming out and absolutely giving the Raiders the business. I do not trust this Raiders offense, and I do not trust that Raiders defense. They're even both- with Max Crosby. I'm with Max Crosby. Don't get me wrong. He's the only guy I see on the field that I'm like, okay, they have a chance. When As long as he's on the field, they got a chance. Because he just constantly applies pressure. He may not always get the sack, but he's constantly always there. He just has a motor that doesn't quit. But when I look at this Raiders defense and I look at that secondary, their tackling is has a lot to be desired. And sometimes they'll tackle, sometimes they won't. Like Marcus Peters just did not try on the tackle one time, and it just the guy went through it. And I'm like, all right, Marcus, you didn't do this with us, but don't do it to and don't do it to them. But all in all, I don't know how I feel about the Raiders. I they should be a playoff caliber team. They're just not this year. And when I look at everything else, I I just think the Lions are just an overall better team, just head to toe, better coached, better disciplined, better quarterback, better weapons even, despite the fact that they have Devontae Adams. They're, the Raiders just aren't using him the way he's supposed to, which I think is abysmally shocking. So I don't know. I think I'm just choose the Lions to win this flat out. Yeah. No ifs, ands, buts about it. No. Nope. It's going to be the Lions. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday and the highest highest targets on the market, per se, here on the Fumble Risky Podcast.
You are listening to the Fumble Ruski Podcast by Power 8018 Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. Chris Kostich, Justin Tucker. We move on to the trade deadline preview. And we kind of saw a little bit of it with Bayer getting traded back to the Eagles. Uh, mm. But nothing, nothing ridiculous just yet. We might see yeah. some more huge trades on Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? Yeah, apparently it ends on Halloween. Yeah. So, as far as we know, the top targets, Derrick Henry, Chase Young, and T. Higgins. Mm -hmm. Those are the three that have been the most talks of possibly being moved. Um, I could definitely see T. I don't know about T. Higgins, if he will really get moved. He is on a contract here. But yeah. I think that if the Bengals are able to beat the Niners this week, you could you could definitely see the Bengals kind of slowing their roll on getting rid of T. Higgins just to try to get another run. But I could also see it the other way where if they do win, it's probably not going to matter because they probably already don't think that they're going to do a whole lot with this season at the moment. So they might as well trade T Higgins and try to get some sort of value out of them and be able to reload for next year. I can see that, but at the same time, I don't think that's what they're going to do. I just don't see them doing it just yet. Cause I think they like the weapons surrounding Joe Burrow. So I'm not sure they'll just get rid of T Higgins unless they can get a top three pick in the draft, which I don't think they're going to get. Cause I believe that's what is needed to get Marvin Harrison junior. Yeah. But I do not think they're going to be there to get him. So I don't think no. they're, they'll be trading T Higgins. Uh, Chase young is another one. Um, I don't know. What, what would you really even get if you a third or a fourth round pick? Yeah, I feel like that's all you can really get with how he's been playing this year. Hey, I'll take it. Hey, just come over to Baltimore. We'll give up a four for him. If you guys don't want yeah, him, we'll I mean, take it. And then he'll look yeah. like a stud. Yeah, and that's the thing is we were talking about it prior to the podcast. He's only got 14 total tackles. He's got five sacks, but he's not. he hasn't really been making a huge difference on the line besides – rushing the passer he's got five sacks through seven weeks but yeah outside of a bull rushing like what has he really done you just want to see him add more to his repertoire no i didn't say that i was just my next point my next point was you know like yeah is it gonna end up being a washington thing where the coaching staff kind of just let him down or if he does get sent to Baltimore, does he end up turning into that defensive player of the year caliber guy that most people thought that they were going to get out of him? That's the thing. I, I, I'm not sure if it's coaching or what they've done to him, but when I, when Chase Young first came out, everyone thought he was like the guy from his height, his size, and just production at Ohio State. Everyone thought it, this was it. He was the guy. And he showed flashes his rookie season. He won NFL Rookie of the Year or Defensive Rookie of the Year. And I'm like, okay, next year, second year, breakout year. And he just hasn't broke out the way people thought he was going to break out. And I thought it I thought it was going to be, you know, because of his of the sophomore slump. And, but 
nah, it's just not as impactful as you once thought it was going to be. He's still rushing the passer. I think he's doing that better this year. But at the same time, I think we're just expecting so much out of Chase Young right now. And yeah, he's I mean, not living up to it. I think the problem is you look at guys like the Watt brothers. Um, what am I blanking on other guys? Yeah, the Bosa's. You get guys like that that made a huge difference immediately, and it was it's continuous through past the three year mark to the five to the seven year. It's it's not like what Chase Young has done, where he was amazing for the first two years, and now you get to the third year, and he's kind of in this little slump that right now. That's not what we got out of some of the past the best pass rushers that are in the game right now and in the past, they've been dominant all throughout their career, including the year that they first got into the league. And so you wonder, yeah, if it's a Washington thing, then get him out of there. But if it's not a Washington thing, how much longer does he even have in the league at that point? Yeah. Um, last one that we had, was Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I don't really this know. one I'm a lot more on because yeah. out of all the teams, people just keep on saying he should go to Baltimore. And I'm all for it. If we get Derrick Henry, the read option that we would have with him and Lamar would be hard to stop. Yeah. Well, or just simply running downhill with Derrick Henry. I, I think he would enjoy it a lot more considering how bad Tennessee is right now. They're not necessarily like horrendous. They're just not playing up to snuff. I I think if he just joined a playoff caliber team like the Ravens, I think you would see him like blossom like he did last year and a couple of years before. I think if he is going to get traded, it, it will be to us because I don't see anybody else maybe outside of Dallas. But outside of Dallas and us, I don't think he's going to get traded unless it's to us. Yeah, no, it. It's weird because you don't want to see a running back. Like the Titans have had some great running backs over the years, you know, Eddie George, Chris Johnson. And they, those were pretty much career tenure guys. So you kind of thought Derrick Henry was going to be a career tenure guy for the Titans as well. But that's not what we're looking at at this point. Now it's obviously we're in a much different game than it was 15 years ago. But. You know, what What would the Ravens be willing to give up for Derrick Henry, though, too? Yeah. Because Derrick Henry not- is also – because Derrick Henry theoretically could be also on the downslope of his career. Could be. So I think giving up a fourth would be fair to see if he still got what he what it takes. We just faced him in uh, McCall in, in London. He still has it, so I'm willing to give up, give up a fourth for this season just to get get his services. Yeah, and like Derrick Henry, ninety-eight carries, four hundred twenty-five yards. He's only at he's averaging less than four and a half per carry, which is still good. You want a running back that like that's exactly that's the thing. It's not Derrick Henry. He this is still a good this is still good running back numbers. You want your running back to be averaging four yards per carry, but in Derrick Henry's case, he was averaging like seven to eight yards per carry. It seemed. Yeah. Or every time he touched the ball, you were thinking first down. Or more. Or yeah, or more. 
that's the other thing. But I don't know. It, it, I think Chase Young and Derrick Henry are the two guys that you really don't know how the rest the rest of their season or even maybe even their career are going to pan out. I'd say more so Derrick Henry than Chase Young just because of the age difference. Yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, if they're or if they're up for it, I'm willing to take them. Yeah. Uh, that's all we have for today, though. Uh, Tucky, mm-hmm. I ain't no bad outside of everything else. Uh, no. I, is there anything particular I want to talk about? Um, no. I think we covered everything I wanted to talk about. Nothing too grand. Yeah, when we were uh, trying to get this back up and running again. Um, Adam texted in the chat, Henry to Baltimore. I I, think. I would want that too. <laughs> but I, I'm not sure if we're willing to pull the trigger right now. I was I was kind of a little scared for a second there because I, I didn't know if like you were still on stage and we're about to go on about that. But No, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, so that'll do it for us today. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, we'll have a new episode out on Tuesday at 7.30. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and so much more. Be sure to follow our Instagram, Fumblerooski underscore podcast, to keep up with our podcast. And the latest coverage on the NFL from Chris Kostich, Justin Tucker, we will see you on Tuesday night, over and out. Bye.